You may have noticed we meditated longer tonight because I thought everybody would probably appreciate that after. If you, ha- if you haven't been meditating every day at home since you were last here, um, I really wanted to ask everybody what you did over the Christmas holidays, but I think that's like the teacher in me wanting to... <laughs> I was looking at a, I found a magazine, a free magazine in a coffee shop this morning and it said something about how to, strategies for how to age, uh, age well. And so I thought, well, this should be good. And I took it home to read it. And I thought, I'll find lots of things to talk about, you know, if you're, if you're Buddhist, you don't do this, right? And instead, I found, I found this beautiful list of things that were really aligned with what we talk about all the time. And we use the, there's the, you know, we have the metta sutta, and there's the, uh, what is the one with all the benefits of loving kindness? What's the name of it in Pali? Yeah, metani san, san sas. <laughs> And it means the benefits of loving-kindness practice. Our chanting group has done it before, so I can't even remember the Pali name. But it talks about, the Buddha talked about the benefits of loving-kindness practice that we don't often think of, but there are things like uh, you sleep well, and you, you don't have bad dreams, and you wake up refreshed, and you you become beautiful, you become clear, you know, you're eyes, your face become clear. Um, you, you die, you can have a peaceful death. What are some of the others? Your countenance is lovely. You can con- your mind can, your mind can focus and concentrate better. Um, there are like nine of them, right? Did I miss, what have we missed? There are ten, so what, what else have we missed? Yes, and and people will love you. So people people will be naturally attracted to you. Yes, so it's a good one. It's a it's a good thing to remember. Love metta sutta. If you're around snakes or wild animals, right? Uh, there's a special one if you're around snakes. But the, but the metta sutta, if you practice it a lot, even animals will will not harm you. So. This the the list I found in this magazine, and each each of the things had been researched, probably kind of quasi scientifically, but the list was was a beautiful list. It talked about you need to get enough sleep, and you need to eat in moderation, which the Buddha always talked about. And moderation means the the scientific study with thirty six people that they used. Uh, said it, the eating in moderation means you eat just until you're beginning to feel full, but you're not overly sated. So uh, you you stop before you you've had probably all that you really want. But that the Buddha talks about that. The Buddha talks about getting enough sleep, and in in the uh, in the sutta about the benefits of metta. You you know you sleep well you have you don't have bad dreams and you wake wake up feeling 
refreshed. And the other list said you uh, find a uh, find a spiritual community. Doesn't matter what it is, but where you can find good uh, good friendship, good companionship, and interaction, and that it makes you feel good, and and helps you feel like it it can add a purpose to your life. But you're really doing it for the sake of uh, being with good friends and having that a kind of connection with with people in that sense. So we've got that one down. And I mean our focus is always on noble friendships that that's the whole that's the whole thing that we're looking at. And every one every one of the things and of course it said you know you want to uh, it didn't even stress you've got to become a marathon at, you know a, a runner or do x number of hours a day exercise. But it talked about being, uh, getting sunshine, being out in nature was really good. And the, the Buddha talked about all the time talk, I mean, his whole life, once he became the Buddha, was outdoors. And even when he began searching, he left the palaces, the, that he, the three that he had, and he lived the rest of his life really out of doors. He became enlightened under a tree and then when he died he wanted to be in just a little nothing kind of village and he died under trees so his and his entire life then was was walking from village to village and rare, rarely was he in a uh, what we would think of as a building or a house so it talked about being in the fresh air as opposed to exercising which I thought was really nice so I thought, How, I can't give a talk on this, you know. This is a talk where you want to go, yeah, we know, we've got this other way. But these lists are matching up now. And I thought, that's pretty wonderful. That's really, that's the good news, that that more and more people are seeing the the qualities that we need to make a good life. It's not about get your salary over a certain amount or... Uh, drive this kind of car or have a house that has at least five extra bedrooms. It's not looking at that to have a happy life and to live long. This was to help you live a long life. So I thought it was going to have all kinds of life extension therapies and things. And so it turned out to be a beautiful article and the list was a, it was a list that we could cut out and stick right up next to the benefits of loving kindness, or uh, lots of different suttas that the Buddha talked about. So, where do we go from there? You know, it's, <laughs> it's nice to see that 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 it's it's that the idea of living living a good life and a long life are the same are now being talked about in very mainstream, like free magazines that you pick up places that are the same things that we talk about a lot and that we maybe we when we when we first started coming here we thought that the rest of the world was real out of out of tune with us that we wanted something different than the rest of the world and then now it's like it's looking at wow there are a lot more people who want the same thing they don't maybe don't call it the same thing but but everybody's looking for peace and in a in a sense of a sense of well-being in their lives and 
I, then I ended up thinking, well, it's not an exciting topic, but it's wonder, it's a wonderful topic. Because the world looks really bad on the surface, right? Everything is looking pretty grim. And, uh, it, it was, it's wonderful to see. But wait a minute. People are really wanting <clears throat> what's going on on the surface. You often doesn't have a lot to do with us and what our day-to-day lives are like. And um, I think I think the world being in this kind of crazy place is helping us see what's really important. And it also helps us um, see what what it is if there's something that we can do about what really matters. Kind of helps narrow down the things if we want to become passionate. That was one of the others, you know, become passionate about something you care about uh, or some maybe some uh, volunteer work you want to do or some activity or hobby you want to have. Let it be something you can be passionate about and that you really care about. And I think the the chaos that we see when we turn on the news or listen to the news and we see every, it, you know, you think it can't get any worse and then the next day something happens and it's worse. And that, But then underneath it's where all of us are trying to live and do the very best we can and it feels like there's there's more of that going on beneath all the the drama, all the drama that's playing out. It feels like people are maybe, there's a lot more hope for us as people than there was maybe five years ago. There's, so what we see is the stuff that's rising to bubbling up to the surface. And there's a lot of not good stuff there, but underneath there's some purification going on. I like to think that way anyway, because I tend to, I tend to think about the stuff bubbling up to the top and think, oh my gosh, what's, so it's, it was good to find that the, that list was such a beautiful list. And it wasn't about having Botox and, uh, you know, plastic surgery that would, could help you or, uh, going into some life extension, uh, program. It was about living a balanced, healthy, uh, peaceful but active and a life where where you, you you're doing what matters most in your life and having a friendship and companionship and, and a spiritual element in your life that's really real. So that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. And I, and we have a few minutes. Does anybody else did you have fun on your Christmas holiday or did you Anybody have a revelation or a uh, an experience that they want to share? Along your lines, I, I was reading an article where you were talking about sunlight. And sunlight has UVA and UVB, and it kills bacteria, fungus, and viruses. So in the winter, when people close their blinds uh-huh. and um, their drapes, they don't get that. Even sunlight, the UVA and UVB. Rage, which kills bacteria. And then another article about a doctor who's doing research on green 
dad who would go into his garden and it was green, his garden was all green around him. They said he felt better and uh, so that goes along with Buddha being outside, uh-huh. being in the green and now he's doing a lot of research on uh, like the folks, like the sands, Green light can help and give the same. Just a colored green light, or does it have to have special? Uh, it was just, I, I don't know that much. I don't think it was that detail, but they were saying green light was very, uh, very Oh, that's inter. Yeah, that's interesting. Bring us more information on the green light. <laughs> I saw the same article that said uh, people. Really? Yeah. A green light, like a. Brush on the ice. Yeah, or if you have a Christmas tree that has green lights in it, don't take your Christmas tree down. <laughs> or buy a buy Christmas tree lights and just hang them on something. Put them around your Buddha, around on your altar. <laughs> huh? I just wanted to make a comment. Sometimes all of the stuff on them feels like you can't do anything. But when you actually practice loving kindness and you elevate it yourself and then you elevate someone else, you never know what that person might be inspired to do or who they might be inspired to help. Like right. doesn't care at all about the environment. If you somehow like help a person feel better or you, or you help someone who's poor, Helps someone improve their mood. Mm-hmm. You just can't tell what that might engender. And so it's, I think it's really important to remember that like every little loving kindness we practice, it's like a seed planted that might, that person might turn and help someone else. And that person might be enabled to help the environment. That, you know, that, that kind of. Absolutely. That's something we miss in all this. Yeah. And a lot of that's about, we have to let go of our egos in a way. Like we can't, we don't know what effect we have, and and we and we don't know who we're affecting, and if we let go of a need to know that, and just do it from our hearts, just be that way because that's the way we are. And yeah, that's that's wonderful to remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a class for Charles Eisenstein. He says like if you help, you know, a, a refugee child, you're helping mother realize that people that are outdated want to help, you know. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing to, to end on, a, a wonderful note. So thank you, everybody, for coming.